and welcome in to We The Fans. I am Joe Hunk as I'm trying to get my seat ready to go here on this Monday. We welcome you in if you are watching on Facebook. We appreciate that. Also, you can be watching on Twitch, 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 Twitter, YouTube, and plenty other sources throughout the the entire social media atmosphere for us as we get going today. I am Joe Honk. Now, not just you cannot just listen to us and watch us on KCPN. You can also watch and listen to Run Your Mouth, Triple B, as well as the Spoken Tailgaters podcast, Tailgate KC, all this stuff that we have got going on on KCPN going into the new year. So make sure that you follow us on every form of social media, including the Apple podcast. Make sure that you give us a five-star rating. We really do appreciate that. That helps us grow, which means that more people can enjoy talking about uh, what all, all the different topics that we can talk about here on KCPN. Now, if you have not looked at my awesome shirt of the greatest football show ever put together, this was my Christmas present or one of my Christmas presents uh, from the family, and that is Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Cannot Lose. And that is what we are going to be bringing you today here on We The Fans. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Hunk. Now, I know my headline for the show today is a little bit confusing. I will get to the reason why we put that up here in just a few moments. Because obviously with us being Kansas City based, you really don't want to say that a team that is 14-1 is not going to win the Super Bowl, but there's some reasoning behind it, and I'll give you that answer and those answers here in just a little bit. And this is why I appreciate everybody hopping on. You can comment. You can see the comments already coming in right now. We've got three Miller Lights deep on. Our girl Gat is on as well. And <laughs> she is is hopping in. And and talking about uh, anything that you want to talk about as well. I know it is a it's going to be a little bit of a distracting headline. And I apologize for all of those that are listening on the Apple podcast or wherever you're getting your podcast, because the headline is college football playoffs and the Chiefs are not winning the Super Bowl. So I will get to it as we go along. But. Um, first and foremost, if you are listening to this on the Apple podcast, we appreciate that, but you need to go and like our fan page. You need to go and like us on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and all those places on Facebook, because this is a very visual show. We're going to be showing highlights from the NFL, uh, throughout the day to day. We're also going to be, uh, talking about the college football playoff with the SEC, it's kind of weird at this point in time because I don't think anybody is in college basketball mode at this point, but you still have the college football playoffs coming up on Friday and you have the national championship coming up. And obviously with SEC teams involved in that, or at least an SEC team, we will talk about that. Also, how many bowls have you watched so far uh, during bowl season, as we like to call it? Uh, because I have not watched a single one. And I'm not missing anything. Like, I don't really feel like I'm missing anything. I don't know if it's because 
the college football season it was backed up a little bit, and now I'm in Christmas mode, and any free time that I have is spent most likely watching The Grinch with my son because we've watched it 732 times since December 1st. And nobody told me that during this Christmas holiday season how awesome it is when you have kids to do Christmas. Like, oh, I thought Christmas was really cool as an adult, even when I was younger, as a teenager, and you know, in my 20s. Like, oh, this is cool. I get a lot of cool crap. When you have kids, it is so much more fun. Like, I don't even care if I get Christmas presents. Like, this is the only thing I'm going to tell you is, hey, I, I got this sweatshirt, and, and, and I'm loving my sweatshirt that I'm rocking today. But other than that, I'm just like, whatever. You know, I, I got I got all my son this stuff. I bought him toys that I had when I was a little kid because I want him to experience that. If you've seen the video, if you haven't, uh, go to my Twitter feed, at Joe Hunt. There's a video that I posted a couple of days ago of my son, who's a little over two years old, opening up a Christmas present with my mom. And it was a Christmas present that she gave me when I was like five or six years old. And it's the little Hulk Hogan wrestling buddies from the early 90s. And and I had this thing for six or seven years. But then when we moved uh, to a new house, we had a garage sale. Oh, I sold my toys. You know, everybody sells stuff. So I sold my toys, and that was one of the things that I sold. And my mom always hated the fact that I got rid of it. So I was able to go on eBay. I was able to shop and and find uh, another one. And we were able to wash it. It came out. It looked brand new. And I was able to give that to him. And she was the one that opened it. And her face is just priceless. Like, that's why I do love Christmas. So let us know what you did for Christmas. I'd love to hear what everybody did uh, during Christmas because I spent a lot of time around family. Uh, there's something that, I, that I'm going to ask for thoughts and prayers too, um, at the end of this, if that is a person that you are, we will, you know, whatever spiritual guidance you look for, I will ask you for some help here coming up at the end of the show. But we do have the college football playoff. That is going to be happening on Friday. These are your matchups. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. We will talk more about those as we get into the, into the, the show but just know that is going to be happening on Friday. The Rose Bowl is going to be first. It's going to be a 3 o'clock central kick from AT&T Stadium because Alabama and Notre Dame uh, are going to be playing in Dallas with COVID-19 and the city of Los Angeles and not allowing fans to come to football games. They're not, they're not stopping football games from being played, which is the reason why you're still able to watch the Chargers and the and the. Uh, the Chargers and the Rams play. You're also able to still watch a lot of college football and the Lakers and all that play. It's Santa Clara County specifically that is not allowing any contact sports. And that's the reason why the 49ers have moved to Arizona, which is the reason why even though that the Cardinals and 49ers played over the weekend, it was still kind of a home game for both because they've been both playing in the end, the Arizona Phoenix area in the Cardinal Stadium, which used to be called University of Phoenix Stadium, and now I have no clue what the name of it is because they've changed sponsorships. And so that's also the reason why the Pac-12 championship game was moved on campus. But 
you do have football going on. Let's start in the NFL because if you are like me, you are in playoff mode. And if you are like me, you are in the championship game of your playoffs. That is why this game that happened on Friday was one of the most exciting and fun football games to watch if you have Alvin Kamara on your team. He scores six touchdowns, not one, two, three, four, or five. He scores six, and you're looking at right now number five as he scores that one. You can see everybody kind of holding their hands up and trying to count. That was actually number four. Here comes number five. It should have been six. And I look at Sean Payton because this crap happened. And Sean Payton put Taysom Hill in to run in for the one-yard touchdown. And then the very next series, he gives it to Alvin Kamara. And Kamara runs it in for the touchdown for number six. He should have had seven. He should have the NFL record. And if you did play uh, this game with Alvin Kamara, which you would have been crazy not to, then you just racked up a ton of points and you may have that that game alone may have won you the championship. It kind of did for me mainly because of the fact that I screwed up on one play. And I will be honest with you how often during this, this Christmas weekend, did you kind of lose track of what teams were playing when you had three games on Thursday or no three games on Saturday you had one game on Friday, and part of all these games taking place was you had to make sure that your fantasy football lineups were in place. Mine were not because I was keeping up with one particular player, and that player ended up costing me a big part of this. And this was the game that I'm talking about. It is the Dolphins, it is Miles Gaskin, and right here is what you're looking at, is Miles Gaskin busting a huge run to set up a touchdown for the go-ahead and to get that touchdown for the Dolphins, and this is where the Raiders totally screwed everything up. You see a tremendous pass by Carr. First off, Brian Jones, smart, brilliant play. That right there, as many times as you're going to want to make fun of it or you want to roll your eyes at it, him getting the pass interference call on this is maybe the reason why the Dolphins won this football game. But then you see this play where where Josh Jacobs, they get the first down on the third and one. They come up and they set up another drive. They're now at second and goal. Josh Jacobs runs forward and slides down at the one-yard line, and the Raiders try to be smart and kill the clock and take a knee so that they can set up the game-winning field goal with Daniel Carlson, Legatron from Auburn, Josh Jacobs from Alabama, if you want to to make some SEC ties. Then comes this play. Fitzmagic is in. How on earth he even got this pass off was just one of the craziest passes of the 2020 season. The flag gives him 15 yards onto this. Then they set up for the game-winning touchdown, or the game-winning field goal, and the Dolphins win this game 26-25. They didn't cover the spread, which was two and a half. And they end up only winning by one, but keeping the playoff hopes alive. Kind of only reason I showed that is one for the Fitzmagic play. 
And the other reason is because I know how many Raiders haters that we have watching right now, and I figured that you would really kind of enjoy watching the Raiders stumble throughout the weekend. Now, that game happened. That game has put the Dolphins into a place where now they go into next week playing the Buffalo Bills, which is going to be a huge game. We don't know what the division matchup is going to be because of the Bills and Patriots happening tonight on Monday Night Football. But... I don't care what game happens next week unless it has snow. It is not going to beat the game that took place last night between the Packers and the Titans on Sunday night football. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers teamed up together to have an amazing game. You have the missed extra point after the first touchdown you then turn around and Aaron Rodgers finds Devontae Adams wide open again. Or I'm not sorry, not Devontae Adams. Scores another touchdown pass, then goes for two again and doesn't get it. Still up 12 to nothing. But the reason I'm showing this is because this, to me, is the biggest reason why I do not think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year. And it's because of the Green Bay Packers. And I know that our man Lance. Uh, the Spoken has been going off all morning on tw- on Twitter with Aaron Rodgers and, and what the Packers have seen and done. But there's a reason why so many people are on the Packers bandwagon. And what you're seeing in this game is going to be part of the reason. Because other than Ryan Tannehill with his touchdown run, which he was a wide receiver for Texas A&M before Texas A&M joined the SEC, before that, Look at how the Green Bay Packers schemed against the Titans. This run by Aaron Jones should have got called back, but the Titans didn't challenge it because they didn't want to lose one of their timeouts in the second half, and then they end up screwing themselves over because this play takes place, and Aaron Rodgers, look at the time. Look how much time he had to find Devontae Adams. Then you have A.J. Dillon, Boston College grad. Just into the NFL, he's going to be a problem over the course of the next three or four weeks. Look at the two touchdown runs, and look at how well he did to give the Packers this win. Gracie just said it. Lance has really been going off on the Packers. To me, there are a few teams in the NFL that really make me nervous when it comes to the AFC Conference playoffs as well as the Super Bowl if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl that is who (laughs) that is who I think the Chiefs are going to play we're going to have a rematch of Super Bowl one and I think it's going to be Packers and Chiefs in Tampa for the Super Bowl that's my thought that's the way that that if, if the Chiefs make it that is who they're going to be The problem is, or the reason why I say it, I know, okay, this is why I say if. Gracie's asking why why am I saying if, okay? This is why. Outside of this play, which was extremely funny, okay, I'm not going to question the play. That play was really fun to watch. I 100% thought that Neil was an idiot for making the interception and putting the the Atlanta Falcons back on their own two-yard line. But then you have a drive by the Falcons that, were, that was absolutely tremendous in this game. This pass to Calvin Ridley, look at him 
outrun the Chiefs players and set the Chief or set the Falcons up for the touchdown that you're about to see here in just a second. This was probably the best play from the Falcons all day against the Chiefs. This was a trick g- gadget play to get into the end zone to go up seven nothing. Yes, we started the highlights in the second quarter just because that this this game was so ugly. But then you have plays like this where Kelsey gets the touchdown. He already had 100 yards or his 100th reception in the game. He already became the first tight end in, in like history to do all the receiving yards that he's had. But this was an ugly game by the Chiefs. You have this interception that Mahomes threw over this. And I'm showing all of this to, to say the reason why I think The only reason I'm not 100% saying that the Chiefs are not making the Super Bowl, but watch the way the Chiefs rebound after this play. They get the Falcons get the first down. Boom. Great coverage leads to the coverage sack, which was a great sack on Matt Ryan. Very next play, you get another sack by the Chiefs. That is the reason why the Chiefs won this game. You go back two years. Chiefs are not beating the Falcons on this day with how bad they played on offense. But look at the stop. That was all after the horrific play right there. Look at how bad this is. Boom, stop behind the line of scrimmage. Great defense is the reason why the Chiefs won this game. And this is why. You look at this play. This was the longest that Mahomes had all day to find an open receiver, and he finds Travis Kelsey open over the middle. Boom, catches right there, and that was the best play that that offensive line had all game long. This offensive line is believe is is without a lot of its players, but then you have this play, which it it's, it was a smart play because it, it was going to be a third and seven. You set up the field goal, which un, the Chiefs understood that it was going to be a low scoring game. They trusted the kicker to get the touch or to get the field goal, and then you see this play. This is another play of showing how great the Chiefs defense was yesterday because of the turnovers, the sacks, and the amount of times they put the Chiefs in a good position to get points, no matter what it is, to just get points. You see this offense and the way it struggled yesterday. That is why they're going to need this team to do what it does and do what it did Yesterday, Falcons scored the touchdown to go ahead with four minutes and 30 seconds to go in the ballgame. And that is way too much time, even for a Chiefs offense that had struggled yesterday. Mahomes with a great hit over the middle against Travis with Travis Kelsey sets them up for another first down. Almost two minutes to go in the ballgame again. Mahomes, a quick shot again. This should have been intercepted. That should have been the ballgame. And it should have been intercepted. But that is not what happened, and that was the biggest break of the game for Kansas City. Mahomes did not play well yesterday. But then you have this play, which was a tremendous touchdown pass to Robinson over the middle on the post route, and then came the defensive stop that caused the Falcons to at least have to kick the field goal that they eventually ended up doing. This defense played very well in making sure that the Falcons did not get close enough for an easy field goal, and they allowed Koo to have to make the, the, the chip himself or the field goal himself 
and did not do so, and that's the reason why the Chiefs won this game. You see them trying to set up over the middle with this play to Ridley again. 50 seconds ago, it's third and one, and, and the Falcons got the first down right here to try to kill some more clock so that they could get the they could get the field goal to tie the game and send it up into overtime. I have no clues, clue why Matt Ryan threw that pass. And then you see him again going back, but look at the pressure that the Chiefs' defensive line put on the Falcons, and that is the reason why this kick did not go through the uprights and Koo missed it to the right. That got you a win for the Chiefs. That got you the first round bye. That got you home field advantage through the playoffs all the way until Tampa. But the reason I am worried about this Chiefs team the offensive line is horrible. And if you didn't have anybody but Patrick Mahomes on this team, you would have not won yesterday. Schwartz is out. You've had players opt out on the offensive line before the season even started. And this offensive line has struggled. It has not shown up in sacks, but it has shown up in how many pressure situations Mahomes has been in throughout the season. Yesterday was one of the worst offensive line performances that Mahomes has had to deal with the entire season. And that is why it makes me worried about them going into the playoffs. Now, I know the headline says, why is, why is, or why aren't the Chiefs going to win the Super Bowl. I've had Gracie, who technically I'm assuming is my boss, is the best way to put this, is basically said that I'm fired because I'm even saying this. But I'm just being honest. I know that we're on in KC. I know that we have a lot of Chiefs fans watching. But this offensive line could cost the Chiefs an opportunity at the Super Bowl. The main reason is because if they go into this if they going into the playoffs they may have to play one of the four teams in the NFL and specifically in the AFC that are better at getting to the quarterback than any other team in the NFL. The number 1 team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They lead the NFL in sacks. They have 52 t- sacks on the season. And that is why this makes me extremely nervous. And I'm not trying to put any fear into, you know, Chiefs fans of saying, look, they're going to be losing. They have to play the Steelers. They may have to play the Dolphins. They may have to play the Ravens or the Browns. Browns and Ravens offense look better, except I know the Browns one is going to be bad because of what happened last night or yesterday. Browns offense is very good. Their defense gets pressure on the quarterback. That is where the Chiefs are struggling so far this season, specifically with protecting Mahomes. His athletic ability is getting him out of the out of pressure. But, and that is why I am saying that is why that's the only reason. It's not because the offense, if they do win, it's because this year you're going to look back. And the defense may be the reason why this team wins. Last year, you saw in the playoffs, 
the defense struggles, but especially in the first half of the playoffs of every single game, and the offense played catch-up. This year, this defense is playing so much better. This is the reason why if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, and I'm still not saying they're winning it because of the Packers, if they, may, if they get through the AFC, it is going to be because their defense held teams to other, under 20 points. We've seen the Browns' offense struggle. We've already seen that the Chiefs' defense can handle the Ravens. We could, we've already looked and we've seen that the Steelers' offense is not what we thought it was, and everybody hopped off that ship extremely quickly after they made it and started losing these football games the way that they have. They should have lost yesterday, but we all hate Phillip Rivers. <laughs> okay, so here's some responses that we're getting so far. Now, Gracie says, yes, our offensive line is a collective line of full and <laughs> intimidating leaf bags until you touch them. Totally true. This offensive line looks solid. Last year, it was just, it was a decent offensive line. This year, with the opt-outs and the injuries, it's a horrific offensive line. And this team is 14-1, and one, and, and it's all because of how great this offense has played until yesterday. Yesterday, the reason why this team is 14-1 and one is because how great that defense was and that defensive line is. Don't, do not look at the Falcons as a 4-10 football team coming into that game and thinking they are bad. That is a, a Falcons offense, even without Julio Jones, who didn't play in that game yesterday. That is a very good offense by Matt Ryan. There's going to be some coach, and it may have been the offensive coordinator on the other sideline yesterday, that takes over that Falcons team and turns that team into a dangerous football team in 2021. It may not be with Matt Ryan, but when you have Calvin Ridley, when you have Julio Jones and a healthy Todd Gurley, that team is very, very dangerous. Their problem has been defense, but you saw it yesterday. Even a weak defensive line and a weak secondary was enough to get enough pressure on Mahomes to put him into bad passing situations yesterday. And that is exactly what you saw in that Chiefs game. That's the reason why I do not feel like the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl unless this offensive line gets better over the course of the next two weeks. Now, if you're a Chiefs fan, what do you do next week? You sit everybody, you just say, all right, we don't want any of our big guys hurt, and it doesn't matter if you lose. Look, you're not going for a perfect season. You've already lost the one game to the Raiders. You've avenged that. But do you just rest everybody so they get two weeks rest and just run the football and try to get out of there? Use Williams to run it. Maybe, depending on if, if I don't even know if, if Edward Solaire is going to be healthy enough to even play next week. He most likely isn't. And what do you do? Because losing Edward Solaire and just having Williams and Bell is another reason why this offense struggled yesterday. I don't think that was talked about enough. Edward Solaire has been, has been a dynamite receiver out of the backfield as well as a great rusher between the tackles for this Chiefs team, and he was not on the field for them yesterday because of the injury that happened last game. 
And that, to me, was a big deal. Williams carried his weight, but it still wasn't enough. Bell is a good secondary back right now. He's never going to be the feature back that he was when he was with the Steelers, but he's a, he's a great secondary back. Right now, the Chiefs are having to use him as a feature back, and I think that is a major problem. All right, we also have, so what we should do is root against the Packers, root against facing the Packers, and then we win the Super Bowl. So I agree. That I agree on. If the Chiefs do not have to play the Packers, then I will say that this team could is, is going to win the Super Bowl for a second time. The only other team that you truly have to worry about if you are the Chiefs coming out of the NFC is going to be Tom Brady and the, and, and the Bucks. They're third in the NFL in sacks. And I look at that because that, to me, is the biggest component. And if a team is going to get pressure on Mahomes or not, that could change a lot of the game planning. Now, when you have somebody like Tyreek Hill, that if you can get him in open space, even on a slant route, wide receiver screen, something like that, he can use his speed. Okay, that's different. But, you may see a game plan very similar to what the Packers game planned against the Titans last night in that Sunday night football game where Aaron Rodgers focused on short, quick routes because it was so windy and that he wanted to get the, the completions to his receivers where they didn't have to deal with, where he didn't have to wait that much in the snow and risking his wide receivers struggling and falling or tripping or sliding or whatever you can on the snow with a with a bad offensive line against the bucks in tampa if that were to happen you may have to see that kind of game plan going into the super bowl the packers and the bucks worry me mainly the packers you could have watched that game against the packers last night and you really saw how much time that offensive line gave Aaron Rodgers to pass deep balls, even though he didn't throw that many, to Devontae Adams, and how well that offensive line blocked for A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. That is a scary offense. And look, I agree, and I know Gad is listening, and she talked about how much the how much Lance has been going off on Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers this year. Mahomes is never is not is not going to be put on and in the same scale of grading the way that Aaron Rodgers is being graded right now because of his weapons, because he has the goat at tight end in Travis Kelsey, because he has the fastest player in the NFL in Tyreek Hill, and because he has a three-headed monster at running back when Edward Solaire is healthy, that this offense could be very, very good. And the, the run game could be extremely good. We saw that at the beginning of the season. Aaron Rodgers dated Danica Patrick, and you don't bounce back from that. Isn't he still dating her, or did they break up? I don't know. He's a dick, and he's a douche, so it really doesn't matter. But... Aaron Rodgers is playing with far less talent than what Patrick Mahomes is. And that is the reason 
why he is being graded and considered the league MVP. Mahomes should be the league MVP, but Aaron Rodgers is going to get it because Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon is not Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Le'Veon Bell, and Williams. It's not. They're not. And Devontae Adams in his group of wide receivers is not Kelsey, not Hill, not Robinson, not even if you want to throw Sammy Watkins or if you want to throw Pringle in there. He's not. So that's the reason why Aaron Rodgers is getting the love because it was so, it was talked about so much at the beginning of the season how the Packers took a backup quarterback and with their first round draft pick instead of taking a wide receiver and it pissed Aaron Rodgers off and this is the result that we're seeing. I truly believe that Aaron Rodgers is on, on a scorched earth tour and if he has to burn down every football stadium from Green Bay all the way down to Tampa Bay for him to play in the Super Bowl and win it, I feel like he's going to do it. So what Chiefs fans need to hope for is the Packers not winning. That is, that's, that's the way that I believe the Super Bowl is being played right now. I don't think the Titans have enough to beat the Chiefs. I do not believe that the Browns have enough to beat the Chiefs because their, their offense is too wishy-washy. And the Chiefs' defense is too good. Right now, the Ravens are so-so, so I don't. That doesn't really bother me. The Steelers are bad, but their defense is so good that that worries me when it would come to a face-to-face Steelers-Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. That's why I would question it. But I think that they can get through it. But the Packers scare me. The Bucks are number two. Those two teams could be the reason why the Chiefs do not win the Super Bowl. So, there's your reasoning behind it, okay? It was not something that I wanted to pull out of my butt. It was something that I've, I've truly researched. And there is your answer for the headline. So, I'm not trying to scare any Chiefs fans. I'm just being honest with you. And two, because I'm not technically in Kansas City, I can say this and not have to worry about walking outside and getting a you know a red dot on my chest somewhere for saying something like that. So that is just a just a warning, okay? Just something to pay attention to going through this because I don't want to sit and tell you the Chiefs are the greatest football team on the face of the earth. They're not going to lose again for the regular season. They're going to go throughout next season and be undefeated, blah blah blah. And then if they lose a game, which if they lose next week, nobody cares. But they lose a playoff game. We don't come back on We the Fans on the Monday after and go, what happened? This team was so great. Look at the offensive line. The defense should be good enough to make up for it. Mahomes is definitely good to make up for it. But you get into a game where a defense schemes well against Mahomes and specifically the wide receivers and Mahomes needs a lot of time to try to get for for a man to get open, that could be dangerous. The Steelers could be that team. All right, so now let's swap over to what is happening on Saturday or on Friday. And the reason why I say that is because just a few moments ago, Brian Kelly finished up his press conference and getting ready for the Rose Bowl. That's happening Friday afternoon. 3 o'clock, Alabama, Notre Dame. Here 
is what Brian Kelly said when he was asked about trying to get revenge on Alabama after losing that 2012 national championship game. If it will play. It should play. No. There we go. No, I mean, we're knocking at the door every year playing really good teams and great opponents, and there's elite football teams. Um, you know, I, I I don't know why this narrative continues to pop up when we're always in the games. No, we haven't won a national championship. That's correct. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not changing the record. <laughs> but uh, we are there every single year, and we are grinding it out just like everybody else. Um, and only one team gets to uh, celebrate at the end of the year. <laughs> and uh, we're going to keep banging it, and we're going to keep getting back here. And uh, that's our job, and, and that's our challenge each and every year is to compete for a national championship, and we'll continue to do that. You don't know why. People keep bringing up 2012 every time you get here. Well, it's 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 great that you asked that because let's go back to the last time you played the college football playoff, which was 2018. You played Clemson. You lost 30 to three. Let's go back to the next the last time that you were in the college football playoff before 2018. That was 2016. You got boat raced by Ohio State. 44 to 28. Don't say that that was close because Ohio State was up like 28 to nothing before Notre Dame even started scoring points. And the main reason why people ask if you're trying to make up for what happened in 2012-2013 National Championship game is because you lost 42 to 14. Alabama was up like 35 to nothing until you even scored one touchdown and then you scored a second to make it 42 to 14. So don't ask. I don't know why everybody keeps bringing this up because every time Notre Dame gets into a big game, you suck. Three different times. 2012 season, 2013 national championship, 2016 semifinal, 2018 semifinal. You have gotten destroyed every single time. Look, I'm raising my hand. Hi, it's there. It's raised. I'm the one that has been arguing for Ian Book to at least get some sort of college football playoff Heisman consideration and nobody listened because his numbers are not there. Because it's a statistical award. But let's go back to everything that we just said about Patrick Mahomes. That's also the reason why Kyle Trask is not going to win that award coming up on the 5th. Even though he should. Because Kyle Trask did not have anywhere close to the weapons that Mac Jones had this football season, and he got Florida all the way to the SEC championship game and got them within one drive of playing in the college football playoff semifinals with less talent 
than what the Crimson Tide have. I believe that Trask will come in second, but the reason why Mac Jones is not getting the consideration is because the exact same reason that I just gave you with Patrick Mahomes. Mac Jones has way too many weapons, and nobody believes that it's fully him doing everything. I should duck, but that is true. With Mahomes, we know Mahomes is great, but he also has two of the best wide receivers in the nation or in the NFL, one of them being one of the greatest tight ends in the NFL history, arguably already is the greatest tight end in NFL history playing for him. That is going to be put into consideration when picking your MVPs and your Heismans. The reason why Kyle Trask is not going to win it is because one of those receivers for Alabama had one of the greatest receiving years of all time, especially for a guy that wasn't even the premier wide receiver three games into the season until the number one wide receiver got injured. And then he started having 200 and 250 yards receiving per game and just destroyed everybody that he played. And just having two or three touchdowns wasn't even that big of a deal for Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is going to win the Heisman on January 5th. Kyle Trask is going to be second. And Mac Jones is going to be third. And it's honestly should be Trask, Mac, or Trask, then Devontae, and then Mac. And the same reason is going to be with Mahomes and the reason why Aaron Rodgers is going to get that trophy. If you're a Chiefs fan, you kind of hope that Aaron Rodgers is in attendance for the ceremony because that means that he's not going to be getting ready for the Super Bowl. I say in attendance like they're actually going to have a ceremony. We have no clue if they're going to have it or not. But you know, that is how it, that's how it's going. Buddy Andre, he is on. How's it going, man? We appreciate you hopping in and watching on We The Fans. Buddy and I, have got a great thing about to get started on New Year's Day. Make sure that you follow me at Joe Huck. If you are a fan of River Region Wrestling and you are a fan of Triple B, you are going to love what I'm putting together with Buddy Andre. And you just got to follow me on Twitter to see everything that I'm doing. Yes, I need to need to finalize that that article for you, Buddy, and I need to get that to you. Uh, before the end of the day tomorrow night. So I have not forgotten about that. But that's the reason why Alabama is going to destroy Notre Dame. As good as that defense has looked for Notre Dame, Clemson absolutely embarrassed the Fighting Irish in Charlotte with... Yeah, with less talent at wide receiver than what Alabama has, I had to think about Ross for a second. But with less talent and with with talent that the Crimson Tide have, Clemson embarrassed Notre Dame. Alabama is going to do worse coming up on Friday afternoon, and that's the reason why Notre Dame is going to get knocked out again, and people are going to question the legitimacy of Notre Dame ever being in the college football playoff. Look, if there was ever a year to throw Cincinnati in, this would have been the year. Even if they get boat raced. I mean, look, Alabama's going to destroy either Notre Dame or Cincinnati. Whichever team they're playing on Friday, they were going to beat by at least 30. 
It doesn't matter. Why not put a Cincinnati team in and give them the opportunity to be on that stage? Because now what you have done, if you're the college football playoff committee, is you have just isolated half of your FBS football teams. You've just isolated them. You have told the AAC, the Mountain West, the MAC, and I've already said the Mountain West, all of the, you've already told CUSA, Sunbelt, all those teams. You have already told them, unless you have one of the most remarkable football seasons in football history, NFL or college, you have just told them they are never going to be good enough to play for a college football national championship and they should figure something else out. Here's where the problem is going to lie. Who do you think is playing in all these bowl games? Because Power 5 schools are dipping out. We lost the Music City Bowl we're losing bowls left and right because teams are getting COVID issues. And like with Mizzou, you have COVID issues with Mizzou. They're not playing in the Music City Bowl. You have COVID issues with Tennessee. That's the reason why Army went to play in it. You need the group of five for this horrifically thought out bowl season. And you're telling them you're good enough to be on our television so that we can get the ratings and get all this money from the sponsors that are running these bowl games. But you're not good enough to ever play in the college football, college football playoff and national championship game. You're never going to get that opportunity. Did Cincinnati deserve the opportunity? If there was ever a perfect team in the college football playoff era that did, why not this one? Because the Big Ten didn't play enough games. I think Ohio State's going to get beat by about 20 as well. Maybe 17. But those teams didn't put enough to prove to me that they are good enough to be one of the four best teams in college football. Their helmet shows it. Well, then if that's the case, then I'll just take this helmet right here and I'll just say, hey, look, Clemson, just play about four games next year and, and your helmet now is going to get you into the college football playoff and you're going to be able to play and take all this money from the college football playoff committee pool that you're going to be able to take just by wearing the helmet because that's what happened with Ohio State. They weren't good enough to be in. Did they have one of the best teams in college football? Yes. Have they put together a resume that was good enough to be in the college football playoff? No. And that is where the problem lies with this. And the college football playoff committee used the eye test of what Ohio State did through five or six games, even though they struggled against Northwestern, and Northwestern should have beat them. And I kind of think Northwestern's going to beat Auburn in the Citrus Bowl. But they did every bit of that, which is play all of six games. And they get invited to the college football playoff committee. That makes me wonder if USC would have beat Oregon, would they have gotten in just so that we didn't have two ACC teams in, even though Notre Dame isn't arguably one of, isn't a real ACC team. They are just for one season. 
That is the problem with the college football playoff committee. That is the problem that we are going to see now. And if I am the group of five, peace. Do my own thing. Get my own deals. Talk with Fox. Get me a college football playoff uh, for FBS or for group of fives. Give me that. Make my own deal. You Use the group of fives to become your own entity. And then starting after conference championship weekend, you go off into your own playoff. And that is what you should do as a group of five and give the bird to the power fives. That's what I would do. It benefits the group of five. It benefits the power five. And then, and then you have two or three great playoffs. That's what you should do. Larry, welcome in, man. That's my opinion. Because if you bust it, you break it off, and the group of five goes to their own playoff, they get their own television deal, they say screw you to all these bowl games where they lose money going to them anyway. You get 16 group of five teams playing in their own bowl games on their own campuses, and then you make the college football playoff committee look stupid for, for saying no to any of these. No. The year that UCF went undefeated, they should not have made it in the college football playoff because of the teams that did make it. Oklahoma was better. Georgia was better. Alabama was better. And, uh, oh, wait, that was that was the Clemson year. Clemson was better than UCF that season. That's the reason why that, that, that was the reason why they went and got Trevor Lawrence is because of how bad they played in that Sugar Bowl. But, that particular year, UCF was not one of the top four teams in the country. This year, Cincinnati arguably was, and they should be in. So if I am the group of five, peace, gone. Come up with my own plan, get my own television deal, get on Fox, get them to, to schedule all these bowl games that are happening during this garbage time of television, and that is what you should do. If you are the group of five, do they have the balls to do that? Because I don't think they do because I think that they're afraid of being blackballed from the group of five, from the power five when it comes to these payout games that they take during the season just to get them to be able to function as a college football athletic department. If they were ballsy, they would do it, but I do not think they are. So in turn, that's why we get what we're having on, on Friday. You're going to get Alabama destroy Notre Dame. You're going to get Clemson to beat Ohio State by about 17 to 20 points. You're going to get Alabama and Clemson in another national championship game, this time in Miami. And I'm not yet ready to say that I think Alabama is going to win the national championship because even though this game is about revenge from what happened in Santa Clara, a couple of seasons ago, Clemson is still one of the top two teams in the country, and they do have the best quarterback in the country. That's why I'm not yet ready to say that Alabama is going to win the national championship. We will talk about that next Monday when we come back on We the Fans. Now, I told you when we started that I'm going to need some prayer requests, okay? This is, if whatever your spiritual guidance is, 
I need a little bit of love to come through. I'm not going to put my hand up to the to the webcam and say I could feel your power like it's a new day. But I need some love. Okay? My mother-in-law and her boyfriend are about to go through a procedure that is is beautiful and terrifying at the exact same time. My mother-in-law is donating her kidney to her boyfriend. This is happening on New Year's Eve. We're going to be up in Nashville at Vanderbilt for the procedure. We're going to be taking care of them and bringing them back home. Now, you heard the city that I'm talking about. It is Nashville. We know what happened on Christmas Day with the psycho on 2nd Avenue, basically right across from Nissan Stadium, blowing up the AT&T building because he was terrified of 5G coverage. I'm not joking. That is the truth. I'm not trying to be funny. This psychopath turned his RV into a bomb because he was terrified of AT&T partnering with the United States government, Chinese government, whichever one you've heard, and using 5G coverage to monitor what Americans are doing through the United States. Hand to God, that was his thought process. We know that he died in the blo- in, in the bombing. So nothing should, there shouldn't be a reason to worry in Nashville. But we are going up there on, on New Year's Eve. We actually got to be up there uh, on the 30th. We're going to be up there for a few days, New Year's Day included. And hopefully everything goes right. And my mother-in-law's kidney will match up and, and work properly with her boyfriend. He will be off dialysis, which he has been on for the last three years. Three times a week, he was he's having to sit in a chair for four to five hours a day, taking dialysis. And this will be, matter of fact, I want to say Thursday is the last dialysis appointment that he will hopefully have the rest of his life. So thoughts, prayers, any good vibes that you can send to my family during this time, which is an amazing procedure that her kidney matched up with his and that it should be a match. We will see. I will talk to you next Monday and give you an update. We will talk about the college football playoff national championship. We will get you ready for the NFL playoffs. Also, do not forget, you have triple Bs tomorrow night. Make sure that you follow those guys. Make sure that you're watching on KCPN. You've also got Run Your Mouth coming up on Wednesday. You've got Tailgate KC. You've got The Spoken. Hope you have a fantastic new year. We appreciate everything that you have done for KCPN for making us a part of your Monday as well as every other day of the week. I appreciate you so much for watching River Region Wrestling over the course of the last few months the way that you have. That will be back immediately following the Super Bowl. 
We will talk to you next Monday at noon here on We the Fans on the Kansas City Podcast Network. Have a happy new year.